lost amid the craziness of everything that has happened to this year. There was a milestone that a lot of us might have forgotten, overlooked, or not even realized happened in our Catholic faith. 2020 celebrated the 100th anniversary of the birth of Pope St. John Paul II, one of the greatest leaders in the 20th century. I put him right there alongside Winston Churchill. He's one of the most influential people in the last 120 years or so. And his life story is so remarkable. He accomplished so many things as Pope, and even just his story before he was elected to the See of Peter it's quite remarkable, too. Growing up in Nazi-occupied Poland, having his mother, father, and brother all die essentially before he was 18, working in some of the underground resistance movements, eventually becoming a priest and a bishop, and later the Holy Father. There's one particular story in the life of Pope St. John Paul II that I think seems very apropos tonight. Early in his career, when Karol Wojtyla, John Paul II, was auxiliary bishop of Krakow, Poland, there was a new suburb being built just outside of that historic city. It was being built by the Soviet government, and it was called Nowa meaning New Town. It was meant to be kind of, the Soviets wanted to move the center of the city to Nowa there would be thousands and thousands of people who would live there. They built so many buildings, many of them incredibly beautiful. It was a paradise. It was nicer than so many of the other parts of Krakow, a worker's paradise. It was the ideal Soviet society. And yet it lacked one thing. Noahota was built purposely without a church. And the people in that town... Who were, being, who were moved there, became very distressed over that fact. That their town, the ideal society, was being built on purpose without a church. And so the people demanded to have a church built in their town, and they reached out to their auxiliary bishop, Karl Wojtyla, and asked him to help. And so people began by simply putting up a cross in a field to show God's presence with them. And state workmen would take it down, and they'd put the cross back up, and it was kind of a back and forth, until finally, Carl Wojtyla said, we need to do something different. And so, on Christmas Eve, 1959, 61 years ago tonight, Carl Joseph Wojtyla organized a midnight mass. It would have to be outside, in the middle of the frigid Polish winter. It was a gathering that was technically illegal at the time. But they needed to have it. And of course, everyone from Noahota came. Everyone came to that Mass on Christmas Eve. And that midnight Mass, led by then Auxiliary Bishop Waitiwa, became a yearly tradition in the town of Noahota and their struggle to get a church built in their community. It was a gathering that epitomized the people's desire to have God be in their lives. And they chose Christmas Eve. They chose the Feast of Christmas. They chose this night to gather and to worship God. They chose this night, not just because it is the birth of our Savior, 
But this night celebrates God entering into our world as Emmanuel, as God with us. God's infinite goodness in the Trinity couldn't just stay within himself, so he had to create the world, and then eventually he had to become one of us. God wanted to be one of us, to be among us, to dwell with us forever. The birth of Jesus means that God now has a permanent place, a permanent presence and connection with human beings. The world is altogether different since the Word became flesh, since Jesus was born. And our world is infinitely better because of God's presence in us. That is why the people of Noahota chose this night, the night when God entered the human race, to vocalize their desire that God have a presence in society, in their town, and in their lives too. The little child that is born tonight in Bethlehem represented something unique and new. Because from that moment on, our lives, you and I, brothers and sisters, our lives would be incomplete without him. That's what those people who gathered on that field 59, 61 years ago tonight knew. They knew this so deep in their hearts. These were a people who had so many of their earthly needs taken care of, so many things that were being provided for them, and yet they knew that their town was incomplete without a church, that their lives were incomplete without God, and that humanity is incomplete without the birth of our Savior. That profound connection between God and humanity that began in Bethlehem was being tested in 1959, in Noahota, we have to be honest that it's been tested this year too. For them, it was from a totalitarian regime. For us, it's been forces of nature beyond our control. And yet, the poles of that time in 1959 and us, we've all been deprived at times of that direct, impactful, and personal presence of God in our lives. Different reasons for it, sure. But the effects have been the same. That bond between God and us has been strained on our end because it's been harder for us to encounter him. But brothers and sisters, the longings of the people in that field in Noahota 61 years ago are our longings tonight. After such a trying year, a year of so much suffering, a year that has been bereft of so much joy, we gather tonight because we know that God's presence, which began in that manger in Bethlehem, is too important for us to cast it aside when times are tough. And far too important to just set it aside or ignore it when there might be a few more hoops to jump through to go to church. Our lives will never experience the paradise we seek without God in our life, without him dwelling within us. And in many ways, we can only understand the power of God's presence when it's taken away from us. Because it is in those moments where we realize there is no substitute for God's presence in our lives. No substitute for that baby born this night in Bethlehem. We can try to put other things in its place and have other pursuits take up our time and attention. We might even try to create a paradise of our own making, made by us and for us, 
And Lord knows that for some of us, that might have been our situation earlier this year. But in the end, we will never be happy. We will never be truly fulfilled without the presence of the Christ child in our lives. Eventually, after nearly 20 years of negotiations with local authorities, the people of Noaholta were given permission to build a church. And it was dedicated in 1977, and it still stands today. The culmination of so many prayers, so many sacrifices, and the struggle of so many people. A year later, Karo Wojtyla was elected pope. And a year after that, in 1979, John Paul II returned to his native Poland. And instead of a congregation of thousands of people in a field in Noaholta, he offered mass for literally millions of people gathered in the capital city of Warsaw. And all throughout that mass, John Paul II was interrupted multiple times by the people yelling, we want God. We want God. If you think about it, that's the cry of every person that venerated the Christ child. The shepherds, the magi. It was the cry of the people in Poland. And it is our cry tonight. And I hope that all of us at some point this year have thought that. We want God. And really meant it. And really desired it from the depths of our being. Because when our bond with God is tested, we must cry out for him all the more. So as we gather tonight, let us be once again reminded of the privilege it is to be in the presence of the God of the universe, to venerate the child that is born to us this night who forever unites us with God our Father. And let us always cherish God's presence in our hearts, realizing that our lives are incomplete without him, incomplete without God who is with us.